0: Welcome to Banana Peel Boulevard, the podcast where we take the fall so you don't have to. Now, here's the adult in the room, Becky
1: Harnden, and national award-winning columnist and author, Gary Jordan. Thanks so much, Michelle. We sure love you. (laughs) Don't we love, Michelle?
0: (laughs) I love that you're doing that. (laughs) Michelle called us and said, so no more thanking Michelle, because we failed to do it one time. And so and, and her husband was yeah, the right. one that was offended. Yeah, her husband. Right? right. Her it was it was her husband who said, "Have they stopped thanking you?" <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. I love so that.
1: no, we are on, eternally yeah, we're going grateful. Way overboard
0: on thanking Michelle now. From now on, how you doing? So I have a question. Okay.
1: And this is based on today's subject matter. I want to know oh, well, how then long- my
0: answer is penicillin.
1: We can apply okay, that yeah, liberally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know how long it's going to be before just like an allergy induced sneeze doesn't require 14 day quarantine.
0: I'm so glad you went there because this is, I mean, this is kind of a, a freaked out time for everybody. And if honestly, if they had a COVID test that like a home test kit, Amazon would be dropping them off to me every seven minutes.
1: Oh, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure of that.
0: Um, I had, uh, shortly after the whole scare started in March, I had food poisoning. And, you know, we're like now in three weeks of quarantine and and we were being incredibly careful and I thought, you know, everything that comes with food poisoning was happening to me and the fact that I... Ate a ridiculously old bag of peanuts is not the issue here.
1: Obviously. <laughs>
0: because it had to be COVID. It just had to be. And, you know, while you're laying on the bathroom floor, you're totally freaking out. Like, is this the last time I'm going to get to lay on the bathroom this, floor? <laughs>
1: you know? Is this
0: it? <laughs> I know. Isn't it a strange thing, though?
1: Did you start carving your uh, sh- obituary into sh- sh- the title?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the butter knife. Yeah, I Gary was, yeah, was yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> But, you know, your point is, uh, is is relevant.
1: You know, I have this little tickle in the back of my throat right now, which I'm sure you'll hear at some point during this episode. And I'm just, you know, convinced I've infected everyone now. And, and that's the end of you two, Josh and Gary.
0: Yeah, well, at Sorry. least we're going together.
1: I mean, good thing Michelle's not in here with us or...
0: Yeah, a- actually, we don't say this. We, I think we talked about this on one episode, but there's actually a piece of plexiglass between us. There I think it you is. made a... <laughs> I think you made a prison <laughs> reference once, which is not wholly inaccurate, but, but uh, we are pretty, Josh is masked up, but we have this piece of plexiglass between us, but it really is, bec- it has become this, I mean, you said it beautifully that folks, you know, every sneeze is like, are you okay?
1: I feel guilty. I feel, I feel insanely guilty for having a tickle in sneezed? my throat.
0: Have you been somewhere wearing a mask? Cause this happened to me in a grocery store. And I had to sneeze.
1: In the hospital, in a meeting the other day, yes.
0: So, what did you do?
1: It's kind of like wetting your pants. You know, <laughs> you, it's so embarrassing. So, <laughs> your concern is there, did it show through on the outside?
0: Right. Does anyone okay, know? Okay, <laughs> so you you full blown sneezed.
1: I full blown sneezed.
0: Was it a, a one timer or like a multiple? No, I'm a
1: one time sneezer. Okay, yeah. Bernice I'm, I'm is not five a multi sneezer. A yeah, yeah, Bernice nope. is like
0: five or six. So, what I did was I left my cart and I like beelined it without looking obvious about it because I knew I did not, I didn't want to, if you take that mask off and sneeze, you're a pariah.
1: You're going to jail. You're- <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
0: <laughs> but, but the idea of sneezing into the mask was, so how was that?
1: It was awful. <laughs> Terrible. I was I was embarrassed. I was grossed out. I didn't know what to do.
0: And then I guess from that moment on, the inside of the mask is just not the same space.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. That was that became a disposable mask. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> and right.
1: no one God blesses you, okay. They just want you to get away from them.
0: Right. No, God bless so you. So listen,
1: God bless you to anyone who has sneezed and during then, this episode. And let,
0: let's let give you a retroactive God bless you Thank for you. that sneeze. I accept that. And in fact, if you do it again, just drop Josh or I a text and we will, God bless you.
1: I'll I'll send the sneeze emoji and right. then you guys and, can send like the prayer hands. Yeah, <laughs> that seems fair to me. There
0: we go. Which leads us into kind of what this is about today. I mean, I you know, I am... I say it in here. I am the Monet of hypochondriacs. Um, it, is, it It it. is, I've always been that way. I'm better than I was, but there was one particular event that surprised me as I woke up. It was a middle of the night thing and I had a ringing in my ears. And that led to this column, which is dangerously accurate.
1: <laughs> You're going to enjoy this one.
0: Uh The column is near-death experience, and I guess we'll get ready for the read. I recently went for my annual physical. As the nurse was walking me into my room, my doctor emerged from another room and told me to go with her and that he would come by and stick his head in. And I thought to myself, wow, this is really going to be a thorough checkup. Get that visual out of your head. (laughs) Most men don't like to admit that they worry about their health. I revel in my concern. I have made hypochondria an art form. I am the Monet of medical misery. When I see an advertisement for some disorder, I can develop the symptoms within minutes. At restaurants, I order the dish that's least likely to choke me. I pick my doctor by the size of his hands. You get a big-handed urologist, and it's like you backed into a Buick. In the Air Force, they won't let a pilot into the cockpit if they're too big. But a urologist can have a meat hook on the end of his arm and they get licensed. Turning 60 is not for the faint of heart. If you wake up in the morning and there's not a finger lying on your pillow, it's a victory. Another day and nothing fell off. Parts of you that used to be in one place are now someplace else. You make noises that you never made before. If you have hair, it's receding like a low tide. And grits defines your biceps more than it does your breakfast. Then there's the whole memory thing. You walk into a room, and you have no idea why. Thirty seconds ago, you had a reason for going there, but that's long gone. You figure it'll come back if you just stay there for a minute. Last night, I stood in front of my open refrigerator like I was waiting for the food to talk. I had a point to make here, but it slipped away. I'm convinced the Internet was invented so we could check symptoms. Recently, I woke up in the middle of the night with a ringing in my ears. WebMD, here I come. I figured despite the zero minutes I spent in med school, I can figure this one out. Here's where it gets a little tricky. It says the ringing could be anything from too much wax to a stroke. So I have two choices, gently probe with a Q-tip or immediately call 911. The problem is that as soon as I read the word stroke, I start to develop new symptoms. Now I'm on to other symptoms, and while I'm reading, I'm pretty sure my left arm is going numb. I'll Google heart attack symptoms in a moment. Right now, I'm dealing with my impending stroke. The description says I should try and smile because failure to do so is one of the warning signs of a stroke. So there I am at 3 a.m., sitting in my living room with the bells of St. Mary's going off of my ears and likely only moments to live, trying to muster a smile. I wonder if this is how my wife is going to find me, stiff as a board on the floor with a half smile on my face. <laughs> My symptoms are now multiplying like rabbits. Cold sweats and what feels like a swollen gland in my neck. I'm having trouble swallowing and my eyes are burning. Just then I'm distracted by a pop-up ad for gout medication. Great, now my foot hurts. It's all spinning out of control. And then I have this lucid moment of logic. I've been reading all this for an hour. If any of the bad things were going to happen, they would have already happened. Slowly my symptoms begin to dissipate. Maybe the ringing is just wax. I regain feeling in my left arm. That was a close one. Fast forward to my physical. It went great, although I'm not 100% certain it was my blood they tested. Those things get mixed up sometimes. I make a mental note to make sure I get a second blood test just to make sure the first test was accurate. And I had one more thing I wanted to share with you in this column. Give me a minute. It'll come to me. And that is my near death experience.
1: Well, if you found this episode painful to listen to, it's over. If you're still in pain, it could be a tumor. (laughs) If you're still around, we'll catch you next time on Banana Peel Boulevard. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I thought that was fun. That's a classic.